Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello and welcome to Sons of the Dragon and Daughter, I guess, the Immortal Alliance podcast. My name is Carl Stout. I'm Carl Stout and we got a special guest. Hi, I'm Rebecca. Yay! Yep. Yay! <laughs> and uh, you probably know Rebecca, she posts on our page a lot. Um, she posts more than Carl, who's going to post more than me. Because I pretty much don't know so you do the You do the Twitter stuff. I don't touch that stuff. I post the episodes. Yes. And uh, yeah, today we are covering Power Man and Iron Fist 6, the Civil War 2 tie-in. Uh, stories titled, I I don't know what it's titled. Is it? Uh, just doesn't even have a title. You won't believe who hired these heroes. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, um, oh, disclaimer, dear listeners, if you hear cars outside, it's because there's cars outside, and I just, I cannot edit every single car out of this episode or I will go crazy and I'll put a letter bomb in Dennis's mailbox. So that wouldn't be good for anyone, especially the podcast. Well it would be good for Marvel. Anyway, um yeah. But I promise by next time the car noise situation will be sorted. So yes. Anyway you're gonna, you're gonna record your the entire episode in a styrofoam cooler? Um no just sorry grenades yeah. It's neither here nor there. So, Power Man for 6, the Civil War 2 tie-in, you won't believe who hired these heroes. And the cover is a pretty good cover. I'll let um, the other two people describe it, because it's one of them. Well, there's two different covers. The first one, uh, the normal one, is them on a rooftop, and we have a shadow being cast in front of them, where the words, you won't believe who hired the heroes... There's some interesting clothing on the back lines. We've got the Civil War II logo there also. And uh, the variant cover is some strange-looking guy in, like, a computer cubicle with almost the identical shadow being cast over him. I have not seen that cover. Tell me, you. Quentin Choir, I guess. It says Cube Choir on it. I, I don't know who that is. <laughs> And uh, the artist, apparently, that has done 5 and 6 is a guest artist, and the original artist will be back for 7. Oh, so he's a guest artist, is he? I guess he's just doing some fill-in work. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's just the stories, but I like this guy's art better so far. It's it's still loose, and it's got its own style, but it I, I did enjoy it better. Seems tighter. Oh, it's definitely tighter. Yeah, it's like, man, but I don't know if it's just because these past two stories have been much better than the first four issues. Yes. Um, yeah. Rebecca? Yes, no, I agree. I actually agree. Um, I think the, I, I've, I've been enjoying the art more. Um, but again, like you said, they've been much stronger issues, so it's, I don't know. We'll see what happens next issue. It's almost unfair to compare. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's a good cover, but, well, I haven't seen the weird one, but I like the uh, normal cover. I think it's quite nice. I like the slide backdrop. I like the 
proposes the um Sorry, carry on. No, 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 no. I was, was going to say, the variant cover, the artist on it, is the guy who's going to be the artist on Iron Fists. Oh, the... Ooh, actually... Um, are you talking about the Care Andrews one? Yeah. Okay, actually, I forgot we should probably cover that now, because we usually talk about news first, but I forgot to cover this. Yes, there is a new Iron Fist series coming out, and yes, it's just Iron Fist. And it is being written by Karen Andrews, but it's being drawn by someone else, is it? Yeah, Afu Chan. Oh, okay. I don't think I'm familiar with him. Uh, no, I wasn't. Um, but I just noticed he did the variant cover for this. So. Okay. But, uh, yes, it's exciting news, and, uh, it seems like if he continued with Living Weapon, he's gonna do the same plot line, because he's mentioned a few times. But if he continued with the series, he would be, it would be about Pi, Pei, you know, sorry, I've been at anyone that's pronunciation. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, yeah, uh, you know, the little girl, like, he'd be training her in New York to become the next Iron Fist, which is obviously a contrast to Danny being trained in Kung Lung to become an Iron Fist, but yeah. So, I'm really looking forward to that series. Yeah, we do kind of need to find out what happened to Kung Lung. Yeah, that, well, I mean, because it was kind of a hot mess. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. isn't that what happens to Kung Lung? <laughs> Well, you know, the rebuild, um, his, you know, fling has taken over, even though she's blind, I guess. I don't... The Amazing Man's just chilling there, being angry. We gotta see what's going on there. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Care? Car? Uh, I've been pronouncing it Care Andrews. Care. Yeah, I think it's Carrie. I don't know. I, I'm um, sorry, Mr. Andrews. I'm so sorry. If his, we are pronouncing his current it right book right. that's on Image, I believe, uh, titled The One, Renato yeah. Jones' The One, is actually very good, very dirty, lots of nudity, lots of sex. Uh, it's but, awesome. But so far, very good. I hope it's not leading to exactly where I think it's leading, because then it would just be so... Ugh. Be an Iron Fist prequel, but that—that's what I think it's leading. <laughs> you shut up. No, uh, okay, I can't, fine. I can't say anything because this is not a podcast about that show, and it would ruin the comic if no one's picked it up where I think it possibly could go. I was gonna say if you were gonna stop because it was off topic, that would be a bit late. But yeah, <laughs> shut up. So <laughs> page good. one, undecorated headquarters of the newly reformed Heroes for Hire. Danny's put on some muscle since uh, the other artist, which is good. Yes. Now he's got uh, some sideburns to match the chin fuzz. He doesn't look so much like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo anymore. He still does a bit. He looks more, like too far. More Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. Oh, yeah. God. Looks better than Shaggy, though. All he needs is a red flannel and a compound bow. <laughs> With a stick of dynamite tied to the arrow. <laughs> we'll be good to go. We run in moonshine for Uncle Jesse. Yeah, it's Uncle Ward. <laughs> so Jessica Jones shows up first thing with Danielle. Uh, are you okay? Bringing in some food, apparently, making sure they eat real stuff instead of junk. And. Danny and Luke are mesmerized looking off the panel. 
And Jessica's like, oh, no, what's happening? And Danny's kind of in shock, saying, I can't believe it's happening again, not again. And Luke automatically goes to protect the baby, the fatherly instinct to do, even though what's happening is on the television screen. So I got Danny's like, I can't believe it's happening again. It's like, really? You can't believe a Marvel event's happening again? Like, every year, <laughs> the world is, like, collapsing. <laughs> Or there's some stupid thing going on where, like, Nick Fury kills the Watcher, everyone farts each other, and he's getting surprised by this? This is pretty tame compared to some of the stuff that's happened over the past couple of years. He's been busy doing his own thing. <laughs> Which is just, um, I guess, in what he was doing in Living Weapon, really. I'm going to be kind and say what he's talking about is the death, not the actual infighting. Oh, okay. The, the death of another, yeah, maybe. I assumed he was referring to the fact that it was another civil war directly, although Danny didn't really play a large part in the previous one. In fact, it's a bit weird because... I know this is a bit off-topic, but in the previous civil war, Danny... Like, you know... Was Daredevil. But then he stopped being Daredevil to do yeah. his own responsibilities as Iron Fist in Kunlun. But he was in the final battle in Civil War, he was just there... Even though he like stops, oh, I don't know. Yeah, isn't isn't it odd that he attended Luke Cage's wedding as Daredevil? Yeah, really. <laughs> There's a lot of strange nobody, things. Where's Danny? Dyed red hair and everything. And when he him as Daredevil is getting arrested by Tony Stark, it's like, well, that's commitment. You're getting yourself arrested yeah. <laughs> just to protect Matt, who's already arrested. So. And doing the thirty pieces of silver line. Like, I'm going to be so committed, I'll do the big Catholic... And uh, everyone loves posting that, and it's like... I know. That's dumb. Because that means he's just carrying, like, the silver coin around in his mouth. It's just like, I don't know, it seems really weird to me. He's a bit, a bit I, hand-fisted. I just studying up on his Bible a lot and going, this is, what, this is what Matt would do. I mean, to be any less subtle, you have to crucify himself in front of Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Um, pull it back, back on. Let's get back on. Carl, you derailed us again. <laughs> it's what I do. Yeah, no, it's My every time. Power. Every time. My mutant power is tangent. <laughs> That'd be a good mutant name, actually, tangent. If this is the 90s, I'd totally get a job at Marvel right now, but... We had a crazy, uh, American history teacher in high school. And it was my job every single day to completely derail him on what he was trying to teach. And I literally did it with a passion. Within the first three minutes of every class, I had him talking about something completely different than what he was supposed to be teaching us, to the point where we all aced our final exams and no one took one. Wow. <laughs> All right, so Luke is taking Danielle from Jessica. And Jessica is basically saying we can't cover her eyes every time something bad happens, especially not if you and Danny are going to be doing this thing. If we run and hide whenever the world turns into a beep show, Danielle will never see her father, and that's not happening. And, of course, Luke tries to put up somewhat of an argument and then we cut back to a wider shot of all of them together with Danny saying, every day it's something new. 
And Jessica pretty much hits Connor's nail on the head with her next comment <laughs> of the oh, Marvel yeah. Universe in general. No, every day it's the same old, same old. See, Danny's going for the editorial trick. Every day it's a brand new Marvel event. Oh, I'm excited. What's going to happen this time? As Jessica, she knows the pattern. She's like, this is just, they're going to kill off another character. Someone's going to change fundamentally. And then they'll go to the next event. See, at least when this stuff happens in the DC Universe, most of the time the DC Universe actually collapses on itself and a new universe pops up. In Marvel, they somehow still have the same universe. And, like, just absolutely insane stuff happens every year. I mean, can you imagine living in this place? Can like, you just... imagine your homeowner's insurance? <laughs> Wasn't there a... I would not be living in New York. Was there a comic about, like, the cleanup crew or something? Or clean up yeah, after... damage control. Yeah, yeah, that was actually hysterical. Yeah, that'd be great. I haven't read it, but I'd love to. Because I'm talking about the one from the 80s. I, I think there's been a newer one. I didn't read that one. Um, yeah, there's, there's one that follows one of the events. Um, uh, just a few inches, it's quite cool. And uh, Luke, again, is comforting Danielle, and then we go to a shot of the big screen TV where it says, Super Clash ends in tragedy. Details are still coming in over the most recent activity involving super-powered beings. But we suspect that there was just... One confirmed at this point. Yeah. What were you going to say? I was going to just, like, you know, have another crack at Marvel, uh, but I'm sure there'll be plenty more opportunities for that. Say, we're only on page three. Settle down. Settle yeah. Down. <laughs> it's hard, okay? It's hard. Danny's going, I feel sick. Jessica's stating, well, that's a good sign. That means you're still more human than living weapon. So I don't know if that's a hint at something that could possibly lead into the future. Uh, again, new it writing staff. So felt like this is going. very odd. That dialogue felt very odd to me. Because, like, Danny hasn't been acting like a living weapon in the past few issues. He's like, she should be like, good, that means you still have a brain as opposed to just being some drug-addled hippie. <laughs> I do like that t-shirt though Yeah, I was, I was actually about to point out that t-shirt that Danny's wearing Just, I yeah had, <laughs> I had many shark surfer t-shirts in the 80s Oh god, I don't want surfer to do it, Danny <laughs> It looks like that's what we're getting I, what? I was going to uh, get used to it now <laughs> Oh no look at, look at that shirt and the way he's been acting It's surfer Danny He's, he's, in this issue, though, he's better than that awful cartoon, at least. He's going to start wearing capri pants and open-toed sandals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Right, so they killed Rody. James Rhodes, mm-hmm. best known as War Machine, has been confirmed dead. Rhodes, a close friend of Tony Stark, had, a, had at various times been affiliated with both S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Avengers. Flashback some time ago. And I don't know where this took place. I don't remember seeing this, but I unfortunately, when I moved into the house, I stopped collecting for a while because it was a hot mess. And I think this is where this might have fell on. But we have Luke Cage arguing with War Machine and the Falcon trying to keep them separated. They're pretty much just arguing about because uh, War Machine's like blown up a building. No one was in it, 
but Liu Kei is just like that's just you know he's essentially just calling him reckless and you know saying he should cover the damages, which is kind of like the Avengers. And Rhodey points this out: the Avengers and Iron Man always cover the damages, and they're pretty much just arguing about um, like the collateral damage. Well, from where Luke's coming from, I almost want to say because it's inner city. Yeah, I want to say he's more about you know you're destroying the neighborhood where these where uh, okay. people live who are not essentially well off. So it's going to be more than covering the building; it's going to be covering every person's items that they just lost because they really don't have much to begin with. So you're taking the down downtrodden who've run for their lives because this st- shitstorm just went through the city, and now you've basically eradicated everything they owned with your carelessness. Yeah. Because at that time, that's what basically Luke Cage was all about, you know, standing up for the the people who couldn't stand up. Well, it, it, it's still like that now. Well, it looks like it's going to be like that anyway. Hurt. Instead of him just being like a... Um, I don't even know what to call it. doesn't matter. Well, Why Jessica covered, this issue? Jessica was a, a huge improvement in yeah. the last few issues. Mm-hmm. Um, she's no longer the, uh... She's bringing yeah. food. Yep. She's left the house, and she's not just nagging. Yeah. The, uh, I was at Kineticon here the last weekend, which is a humongous, uh, anime convention. And even though it started off as an anime convention, it's gone more worldly. Uh, lots of people dressed up as superheroes, video game people, uh, a bunch of celebrities. I got a bunch of autographs and whatnot. You would not believe how many women were dressed as Jessica Jones from the Netflix show, just because it was so easy. Yeah, and it's comfortable, and, you know, yeah, it's a good outfit. Hair in a ponytail, leather jacket, I think it was a purple tank top, torn up blue jeans, walking around with a cup of coffee. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. No makeup. I literally saw, I think, seven different women dressed as Jessica. That's to make sure they smell really bad as well. <laughs> I still haven't watched the Netflix, so I don't know about that. Have you read Alias? That was so yeah. long ago. It was pretty good. Long, long time ago. I have the $300 hardcover. Wow. $300. I'm not sure That's worth, American. I'm not sure it's worth $300 for me. Oh, it oh, used to be God. worth it. was worth 700 at one time. Oh, for sure, but like, but they, I like Alias. But they re-released it, so there's a there's a second print, so that dropped the price of the first print considerably. I mean, that was my yeah. thing back in the day. I would re- I would buy all the issues and read them, and then when the hardcover came out, I would buy the hardcover. Like, my hardcover's still sealed in its shrink wrap because I didn't need to open it. Probably enough, I think the weakest Alias story besides... The opening one was the Purple Man story. I thought the other stories were much better, including the Pulse as well. I gotta reread all that. It's been too yeah. long and too much in between. Anyway, um, so that, we yeah. cut back from the flashback, and Jessica's asking if Luke is okay, and Luke is basically saying that Rhodey and I had a beef. A while back. It was petty stuff, but we never got around to squashing it. Petty stuff for superheroes, maybe. <laughs> but, like, I don't and think it's that petty. Then back to the TV, 
There's also unconfirmed reports that She-Hulk has been critically injured during the latest squirmish. Squirmish. Squirmish? Squirmish? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and we go to She-Hulk and Iron Fist making out. Woo-hoo. What's going on there? Well, Daniel I could go apologizing. into it. Jen, I'm so sorry. And She-Hulk, who apparently has shrunk a foot and a half. <laughs> it's Danny's boots. If you know what I'm talking about, Danny's 5'11". Last time I he's, checked, She-Hulk close to seven foot. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's it's standing okay. on a box. You just saved my life. Emotions were high and well. You just saved my life. And Danny's going, well, still, it's unprofessional, and you're a lawyer, so you could sue me for sexual harassment. And if Misty ever found out, I miss her so much. And Misty just has to break into this issue and ruin my day. She just can't leave it alone. Just has to pop she, up everywhere. She will definitely be back, especially with this writer. You uh, can pretty much count on Misty will be back. And she'll be complaining. That's why Jessica Jones calmed down. Because all of the negative energy is just going to Misty. Although Misty was in a comic this week where she pretty much said she and Danny were over. Uh Uh-oh. Yes. In a phone call to her mum, referring to him as her kung fu boyfriend. Danny should get together with... Um, She's in Civil War 2, Choosing Sides 2. It's about how some of the women react to Rhodey's funeral. It's like uh, America, Chavez, Misty, Monica, Rombo, um, and someone else. But Misty goes back to the dojo, and she's on the phone with her mom, and she's like, I'm with Sam now. So she helps this little girl with some moves and stuff. Says, I'm, I'm done waiting for these superhero men. It's time for Misty to be on her own. But then she says she's with Sam, so... Who's a superhero? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, I know. Everything I just said, I just... Should. Yes, but, sh- you know. Hey, it's classic Misty right there. <laughs> no, I like Misty. <laughs> I'm the only one who doesn't, it seems like. No, it uh-huh. is the only one who doesn't. It's not you are. It's like it. You are. <laughs> you are. It's because I'm right and everyone else is wrong. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's the secret. Anyway, Danny and... Oh, basically yeah. says, I kissed you, this, that, and the other thing, and don't live your life waiting for somebody else. You're a great guy. And they go back to kissing. And yeah, she you, basically sh- you should totally just go with She-Hulk instead. Oh, wait, no, Ben has killed her. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, we don't think so, maybe. Well, she's not dead yet. She's in a coma. She's in a coma. This is, this is soap opera stuff right here. This is soap opera writing. Yeah. Well, let's be honest, the comic book is just a soap opera on a piece of paper with superpowers. Yeah, but usually they're written better than soap operas. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to read Civil War, the bold and the beautiful. Oh, they're awake out of there. Like sand through an hourglass. Uh... <laughs> An anonymous source claims that She-Hulk is now in a coma and is not expected to survive the night. Click. I can't listen anymore. I just don't. It's okay, brother. I just, you know, Danny, and then he, sh- Jessica, of all people, pulls Danny into a group hug for all four of them. Which as, is lovely. As the color fades and the sand through the hourglass falls. <laughs> I was actually thinking of doing that, but... Yeah. 
now we're led to a dark alley where Charles Cardona, formerly known as Carlos Cabrera, a.k.a. Gamecock. This is the best name ever. <laughs> now, he was actually in Pound Anarchist, right? The old stuff? Yeah. Because I, I think I remember him. Like, I just vaguely remember the name. Yeah, um... Uh, the writer, David, is pretty much going to be pulling in all the classics, from what I understand. The man has done his research. Oh, yeah, yeah. Facial recognition identification confirmed as he's being chased down the alley by a car. Inside said car or minivan, because apparently two are driving and there's a couple people in the back seat, as we see in the next shot. Preemptive strike is what they're called. Concerned citizens taking the law into their own hands. Vigilantes. What? Yeah, well, I said vigilantes, but they're sort of not. They're sort of like, they think they're vigilantes. They look like bad WWF wrestlers. <laughs> or WWE, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah I, I still do that as well. The misname, anyway. Oh. Stupid Wildlife Federation. Stupid pandas. That's right. How dare they interfere with my grown men hugging each other. <laughs> Oily grown men. Oh, those crazy <laughs> And uh, one of them's got a tablet. They're using a facial recognition software to confirm that even though his identity has been changed, he is, in fact, Gamecock. <laughs> it's like, if he's innocent, then why do you run? Exactly. Now he's cornered. He's making his stand against the wall. I don't want no trouble. And now we have the entire clan out of the van. Clan. Armor. Tonfas. Baseball bats. Uh, nunchucks or nunchuckus, depending on how you like to pronounce that. Um, wheat thrashers, because that's what they actually were. You should have thought that before you broke the law, Carlos. The name is Charles, Charles Cardona, not according to our intel, amigo, which is now reading 100% confirmation. Uh, Charles tries to make a run for it. He puts up somewhat of a fight and basically winds up at the bottom of a beating match. We now Wham, see his bam, crack, pal, crunch. Slut. And I... And I believe one of the guys on the left is punching him directly into the crotch. Looks like a double punch or something. Anyway, that's not that important. <laughs> um, He's bloody and beaten on the ground, and they're saying, that's it. All right, then. Who's next on the list? So I think it's so, ambiguous if he's, like, dead or not. Right. Um, like, I'm not sure myself. They kind of leave it open later on. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, a body apparently wasn't found. All right, I'm not pronouncing that word. Triskelion. I'm sorry, I really am. But Jennifer is in no condition to have visitors. And because you're not immediate family, we cannot give you specifics of her condition. Dr. Adam Brashear, a.k.a. the Blue Marvel. Well, if you don't know who the Blue Marvel is, you suck, because he's awesome. He was made pretty recently, but in the Marvel Universe, he's been around since, like, the 60s. Right. Yeah. Almost like the whole Sentry uh, thing. Mm. They almost like made him disappear. And Danny's there in his 
other interesting outfit. I can't even comment on this one. Not a surfer outfit. White T-shirt. Yeah, he's got a hoodie on, dude. White T-shirt, hoodie, and then a blue jacket, long sleeve jacket over the top, which looks to have some type of emblem on the shoulders and on the left breast. Don't know what that's about. And Luke Cage is wearing yellow on the jacket. Yellow and leather. And uh, Luke Cage is like, so okay, man, I understand. It's just so the rumors are true. And then we have Carol Danvers walking around the corner. The two of you are really back together. If it wasn't for the circumstances, I'd say we should celebrate. All right, right here, I want to comment on the stupidity of a man whose life force is attached to the Iron Fist Chi, who can pretty much heal anyone from death's door, not being allowed to see a person who's in a critical coma who could be dead at any moment. You know whose fault this is? <laughs> I have a feeling I know where this is going. <laughs> Do you know who it is, Carl? Uh, and this is? Yes, exactly. Right on the head, Robert. Look, when Bendis is concerned, there's no, there's no continuity. There's no, there's no established lore or characters or personalities. Anything goes, man. It's like a roller coaster. You just got to go with the floor or you're a loser squid. Honestly, it makes no sense. Honestly, let's be completely honest here. It doesn't make any sense. With what Danny can do, every superhero team on the planet should have his ass on speed dial. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this this is the guy who, like, uh, got shot in the chest and shot the bullet out of it with his cheek and healed it up. Um... You know, he's done some other impressive healing feats as well. I mean, Nightcrawler should have Danny's ass on his GPS on his iPhone. So when somebody gets messed up in the X-Men, he can just teleport to where Danny is, get Danny, and teleport back to the wounded person. Danny, they took Magneto's brain. Oh, no, not Magneto. Uh, Xavier's brain. I don't know if you can say that. <laughs> I mean, do, do you remember that? That was so stupid. Yes, I remember all that stuff. I was reading the X-Men for years back then. Oh, all the crap that went down with brains and bodies and clone bodies. And, oh, now that clone body's a cripple, too. And, oh, oh, this body works perfectly fine. You just have a mental block. You can't walk. I wonder if anyone misses the clone saga yet. I don't know. But like... <laughs> so, um, yeah, actually, fun. Uh, well, little tidbit. Uh, I can't remember the character's name in the Jessica Jones show, but her... Best friend, her adopted sister. Hellcat? Yeah. She's, uh, she's pretty much Miss Marvel. Um, from the comics, but obviously they couldn't use Miss Marvel in case they wanted to use her in the movies, so yeah, they just replaced her with Hellcat. Like, she pretty much serves the exact same purpose as the, uh, comic. Excellent. Yeah. So, Carol wants to talk to the two guys, and she's like, I'm not asking you to choose sides. And they're saying, of course, you can explain it all to us, most definitely. That's what we're here for. And later, where they're showing leaving the building after Carol has explained everything. And Luke looks at Danny, and he's like, are you okay? And Danny says, no. And then Danny goes into a rant about how Bendis is a horrible writer. Yes, I was a pretty big fan of this part. Uh, so this is this is this is what I'm that saying. could be either of us back there in the ICU or Jessica or Misty again Misty for Connor. <laughs> oh God, he did 
I didn't even register that when I read it. It must just like I must be subconsciously <laughs> blocking it out. No, that uh, word's uh. not there. <laughs> Could be any of us being buried instead of roadie. You think I haven't thought the same thing? And what was all the predictive justice stuff Carol was talking about? Sounds like a bunch of fiddle-faddle to me. This whole thing is a bunch of fiddle-faddle, if you ask me. I'm driving. I built the thing. I should get to drive it. I trust you with my life, but I don't trust you with my life that way. You feel me? You mastered every, you've mastered nearly every known form of martial arts. I've mastered, sorry, every nearly every form of martial arts, and you don't trust me to drive. We get attacked by a car that knows Kung Fu. You can handle it. You can use your car... IT skills. Get it? Like karate, only with a car. That's not funny. <laughs> when he said, when I read this and he said, like, if we come across a car that knows Kung Fu, I just lost it. Yeah, it was, a, oh, it was, it was a, hilarious. A <laughs> and then Danny's like, are you ready to talk about this? Yeah, this. Everything that's going on. Been thinking a lot about this, brother. Now he's turning into Mr. T. I got into this business to help people. I don't mind fighting the bad guys. Hell, sometimes I kind of enjoy it. But I got to tell you, I don't have it in me to fight my friends anymore. Not after the last time. And the last oh, flashback yeah. scene of a giant 15 people fight, centuries in there, Wolverine's in there, Ares is in there. And that's the other thing is uh, Wolverine wasn't that's in the Civil War either. Bottom left -hand corner. Wolverine went and hunted down... Uh... What's that dude's name? The guy actually blew up growing up. Uh, what? In the first Civil War. Nitro. Yeah, yeah. He went and hunted down Nitro instead of choosing a side. I don't think I actually read that part. It was pretty good. It was yeah. the Wolverine Civil War book. Yeah. I didn't read that one. I, I read like, the main title and a couple of the offshoots mainly. I think the Avengers ones just to follow Danny. Honestly, let's be honest, I don't have that type of money <laughs> to buy all these damn books when they come out. Honestly, the offshoots, some of the offshoots were actually pretty good, especially Frontline. Uh, oh, Eric. I love Frontline. That was the best That's one. The, I love that one. Yeah, because yeah. they had the speedball stuff in and mm. then the, and all the test stuff. But the, the, the worst book, easily the worst book, was the like Civil War book itself. Like, a lot of the offshoots were pretty good. But it's just the main book was just really bad, I think. Yeah. So, after the flashback scene, they both agree that they're sitting this one out. Hooray, wheelchair. Yay. Yeah, I, I... I don't have to buy seven effing comic books. Uh, <laughs> Funny you should say that. I was thinking the same thing. I've had too much fighting with old friends to go through this crunching much. And Luke goes, fiddle-faddle. The term is fiddle-faddle. That's right, I can't go through this fiddle-faddle. And if you don't know, crunching munch is basically... Exactly what Fiddle Faddle is. It's just produced by a different company. And it's also pretty much, it's just Cracker Jacks. Oh. Cracker Jacks, Fiddle Faddle, and Crunch a Munch are basically the same thing, except I think one's like caramel and one's butter, toffee, and the flavors are slightly different, but it's all pretty much the same stuff. Popcorn, peanuts, covered in syrup. Now we go to some shady bar somewhere. 
Or it's someone a lovely is... little poster, lovely little Heroes for Hire coming soon poster. Um, oh, and, and the last panel outside their uh, yeah. some, headquarters next to the barber shop. Mm-hmm. And we have Shadrick Daniels, aka the Mangler, former criminal. Uh, shirt completely ripped off except for half a sleeve in his collar, bar stool above his head, busted up. You think I'm playing around here? I ain't done a damn thing wrong. And here we have our vigilante group again. Failed WWE wrestlers. Oh, but you will do something wrong, Mangler, and that's why we've come for you. Wrong! You came for a beatdown as the Mangler charges into the group and is quickly, I'm going to say overpowered because there's quickly four on top of him. I can't remember if Mangler actually has any superpower or not. There's an amusing, uh, there's like a... Customer at the bar just running in terror away from the scene. It's actually two. They got the guy in the baseball hat too, and the bartender's just like my place. <laughs> Should be yeah. So the next day, the very next day. So there's a purple car van that just. You sure, this is a place. Positive. Let's get this group over and done with. So yeah, they're they're sitting outside of the uh, heroes for hire. Headquarters, whatever you want to call it, layout, basement, dungeon, cave. And here we have another funny conversation with Luke and Danny. And Danny is wearing the typical surfer Hawaiian shirt on her. Stop it. I don't see it. Just, I don't see it. My eyes are blind. All right. You're not going to see the capri pants and the. I'm not going to. I am not going to watch Danny turn in to that. Absolutely disgusting show. Ah, he is so bad in that show. I do not want him to turn into that. Connor is referring to the cartoon. Yeah, Ultimate Spider-Man and the Web Warriors, or Ultimate Spider-Man, where, hey, dude, I'm a surfer dude who doesn't even have a tattoo on my chest or a brand. That's the worst part. But I wear, but I wear, plum smuggling speedos under my suit. Yeah, what was with that? That was... I don't know. And then they went to Kunlun, and it was so bad. Nothing like Kunlun. No. More Avatar. <laughs> King of Kunlun, what? <laughs> Alright, for the last time, we're not painting this place yellow. But you love yellow. You wear yellow shirts, like, all the time. And those yellow buccaneer boots you used to wear, tell me those weren't custom-made. Now Luke's, Luke's putting on a front hair, he's got his arms crossed on his chest, and he's looking all serious. Yellow as a fashion statement, especially within the world of crime fighting, is a bold offensive strategy. It carries with it a subliminal message that is meant to throw the enemy, because yellow represents cowardice. And Danny's like, seriously? No, I just made that up. But it sounds better than admitting I made a bad costume decision, which is why we're not painting this place yellow. I don't want the reminder. Hey, it might be a bad costume decision nowadays, but back then... That's right. Mm-hmm. Now we have a, a group of people standing in the foreground saying, I heard the two of you are back together. And Luke's going, Sweet Christmas. You no that. one told us the Please Beat My Ass convention was in town. That was my favorite line this entire issue. 
I, I laughed at that so much. It was great. <laughs> and then Danny's going, that's right. You should have all brought umbrellas because we're about to start raining ass kickings. Raining, Luke asks, is a creative metaphor. Danny's charging up his fists. And now we have the five people in question. We've got <laughs> little Ben Donovan. Honest citizen, son of bad guy, big Ben Donovan. Mm -hmm. Jasper Spears Daniels, who looks like he's wearing a bad ripoff of Iron Fist's current costume. Active bad guy, brother of Mangler Daniels. <laughs> Cletus the Disco Devil Evans, retired bad guy. Marta Cardona, honest citizen, daughter of Charles Gamecock Cardona. And the best one coming up. Don, Don Trell, Cockroach Hamilton, active bad guy. Does anyone remember this guy? Because I don't, but he looks like a pimp. Oh, he's definitely a pimp. I mean, and... Uh, <laughs> I want to say issue eight of the original run, but I may be wrong on that. And uh, Cockroach is saying, that's right, so power down, five fingers of death. Uh, that's right. Another people, kung fu reference right there. Can't go wrong with that. to our first and second episode. Yeah, yeah, that's where the whole Iron Fist concept came from. If you haven't, you can find us on Facebook. You can go to the first episode there. It's okay. If you're not looking for a fight, why? You better have a good reason for being here. And Danny's like, yeah, because I've got an itch that can only be scratched by. It looks like, please stop with the creative metaphors. I want to see what I was doing. What's on Luke's shirt, which is a cute little unicorn. Oh, God, Luke. That really? says, <laughs> tender but tough. Wow. Now, Don Trell speaks up. Look, everyone knows how Tombstone hired you, you, you for protection when the skinny white girl got possessed. And that's what we want to do. Hire y'all to protect us. That's what you do. Heroes for hire. And now we got Luke and Danny going, you confused? I'm confused. Tombstone did hire us. Yeah, but that was exactly. And this is most definitely. And the skinny white girl wasn't white, just to clear everything up there. So that's that's a major confusion on their part. The, the, uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we have uh, little Ben Donovan quoting, excuse me, Mr. Cage, Mr. Iron Fist, can we explain all of this? And then we go to a few minutes later. What do you think? Is someone running around hunting down ex-cons? Could be, but who's doing the hunting and why'd they pick these guys? I mean, come on, Gamecock? And his daughter is like, I can hear you, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and Luke's like backpedaling. Sorry, kid, your father was the quality bad guy. And Danny's double thumbs up uh, with his surfer bracelet on, Connor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Going, the best. Never got the right he respected, dude. Oh. Hey, stop it. Stop it, Kyle. I can keep denying it as long as I want. That's okay. Can you hear the best? Looks like straight out of a Jennifer Lopez video. Look, I my pap wasn't anything special. She's basically trying to defend her dad because he raised her as a single father. Pretty much. But, but do you know who the best D-list bad guy is? The best D list. Or C list. I don't know which one he is technically. Still man. Yeah, I was just what I was gonna yes. say. <laughs> He's amazing. Well I think Punisher killed him at one point, but yeah. 
So they say, of course, we're going to help you, just as the entire wall explodes inside their undecorated headquarters. And the zoo crew busts in. Looks like uh, the big guy now has charging hands. I told you I could get these things to work. Good job, Hank. From now, my code name's Blast Hands. So is it Hank Tim or Hank McCoy? It's one of them. I sense conspiracy here. I don't think it's either of them. No, I don't either. <clears throat> so the crew is in, the entire crew of people here is in, in shambles. There's rubble everywhere. Did you get the number of that truck? Or sorry. Oh, did you get like the number of that truck? Uh, <laughs> no, but I got a special number for that truck. And it goes a little something like this. Kick it! As uh, Danny and Luke go into action, kicking ass, taking names for messing up the brand new headquarters. Um, the hirees are trying to run as Ben's calling the cops. The cockroach is saying, never call the cops. <laughs> cops are already coming. I hear the sirens. Luke is protecting the daughter of Game Cock, because God forbid she singes those eyebrows. Stay behind me. Hold on, kid, as they're blasted through the wall from blast hands. And then a billion cops swap team come through the... Entire cops come in, and we get a little <laughs> political reference coming up very soon of this state of being going on in the United States. Mm-hmm. I told you not to call the kid. Sorry, I wasn't thinking... Uh, call the cop pig. Sorry, I wasn't thinking straight. You cosplaying punks come right out of a comic book. Can our listeners guess what that's from? A, a tweaked line from Enter the Dragon. Yep. Just like a movie. A cockroach's, or Gamecock's daughter is helping Luke Cage up. Come on, we gotta get out of here. Uh, ben, the innocent Do Donovan, is being choked out by a SWAT member while one of the other guys is holding his hands behind his back or hand behind his back. Uh, Danny comes up and double kicks both cops off at the same time going, let the man breathe. Police brutality. Yes, this is a police uh, a comment on what recently went down in the United States where a man was literally choked to death by a police officer for selling singles outside of a package store. And if you don't know what that is, he's basically selling single cigarettes, which is illegal because you have to pay taxes, pay state money, all that good stuff in order to sell cigarettes. Mm -hmm. And a pack of cigarettes currently in the United States with tax is about $11. Which is worth a human life. And people can actually make money by selling single cigarettes because they're so addictive for $8 a piece. So you're essentially doubling your money. Yeah. Um, uh, the, the, the current crew makes a comment about the cops as they're running out the hole. Uh, Danny is now charging another group or another cop with a giant shield. You fools are going to get somebody killed as the other half of the crew is actually loading a dazed Luke Cage into, I'm guessing, a vehicle, their van. Shut up and help, Dontrell. And then there's this panel here, and the cops are like, Danny, freeze! And Danny's like, it's okay, I used to be an Avenger. And it's like, alright, so let's, let's, let's talk a little bit. Alright, so the Avengers have Deadpool now. Now, I've read Deadpool since, well, 
not since his conceptions I was born then. No, I was, but I've read him for a long time. I've read nearly every single issue, even the awful Daniel Way ones. And the fact that he's an Avenger, no matter how heroic he is, everyone knows the stuff he's done, and he's an Avenger. Wolverine's an Avenger too. If those two are Avengers, being an Avenger means nothing. Diddly squat. I'm just going to say that, because, like, I mean, essentially Stiltman could be an Avenger now, and I would not be surprised. So, like, I think me and Carl mentioned this before, being a hero for hire has more credibility than being an Avenger now. Like, that's more impressive. Deadpool's been a hero for hire too, though. That was very temporary, though. Didn't... Was he, like... That was one issue, wasn't it? Yeah, but he also came as the temp in when they were in the Defenders. Oh. Well, uh, there fighting. was a later one, wasn't there? There was one issue where he came in as a temp, and he was... Him and Danny had lots of, um... It's where Danny calls him Spider-Man, just to annoy him. It's kind of funny. Oh, was that the Deadpool team-up with Iron Fist? Um, I think it's just in in one of, like, the 90s heroes for hire. Yeah, there, oh, there was that too, yeah, I remember that. And yeah, Deadpool yeah the one with White Tiger mooning over Danny. Yeah. That was a good issue. Don't All get right. me started on that. <laughs> I still think that should have happened. And it still could happen, but... It still could happen. Because she is still out there. She's just she untransformed. I, I'm i still waiting. Where is Bob? Where is Bob Diamond? Have we seen him since the I 90s? I I'd love to have Bob Diamond back. He, he popped up in Namor. Are, are active. Literally, I don't think any of those guys have shown up in like 15, 20 friggin' years. It's yeah. all untapped. Bob used to be with Colleen. In fact, I think he is with Colleen in the stuff we're covering. I don't know. Anyway, this is like a crazy tangent. So, um, yeah, Luke's trying to get away from people who are helping him. He's just like, you know, I've got to help Danny. And they're pretty much like, there's no helping him for that. And you see Cockroach just running off in the background. See ya, what do you want to be ya? And the, uh, what's the name of these guys? These vigilantes again? Do they have a name? They're just running just, off. No, they're not predictive justice. There's something else. Preemptive yeah. strike. Preemptive strike. And they've arrested uh, Danny and... Sounds like a bad 80s hairband. <laughs> the brother of an active supervillain who's also an active supervillain, so I guess he's being arrested for being an active I can't remember his name. I'm sorry. Cockroach is saying, Feet don't fail me now! <laughs> he's still going. <laughs> he hasn't gone far. He's, he's little. Yeah, he's I, I have sympathy for him. I wouldn't get far either. <laughs> and the last scene is Danny being taken away in the paddy wagon. I mean, he should probably just break out because then we might get a really. Maybe they'll cut his hair. <laughs> Give him a shave. And anyway, as he gets loaded into the paddy wagon, it's to be continued. They're going to give him a full body cavity search. You can do. Can, do you, like, the best issues of The Punisher are where he's in prison, and Daredevil, where he was in prison, that was amazing as well. Now, I just want, like, Iron Fist in prison for ages. But I want The Punisher Well, you know the cover I posted a while ago had Iron Fist melting the bars with his... Yeah. Well, that was the other thing I was going to mention. Like, he probably just break out. I mean, I wouldn't care if I was Danny anyway. Just leave... Scared of Kung But it hasn't been ten years. 
Does that even matter anymore? <laughs> has, it, has that mattered since like the first issue? You know, you know what I found irritating. I just posted that brand new pin and card that they're selling. Yeah, Facebook sure. page. If yeah. you if you read the back of the card, because I wanted to post that to make sure everyone saw, they're still going with the original origin as if none of immortal happened. It states on the card, he's the only one ever to get the Iron Fist. Really? Yeah. How recent's the card? It just came out, dude. It's That's crazy. It's really weird, because Immortal was like... Immortal's been the most popular Iron Fist run by far, I think. Yeah. Um, like, so many people, including me, got into Iron Fist through that run. And it's still the one I think most people would recommend people start with. Um, uh, Mortal's fantastic, but let's be honest. For what the original origin was, it destroys it. Yeah, I it still... Ch- it changes up so much stuff. I still recommend, like, at least the first... Like, the first arc. Like, up until Master Carnival Ninja, like, the finale. I think that's the best place to start with on this. I mean, I guess it depends if, like, people are... You know, if they can read older comics, if you know what I mean. It very much depends on that, because you have to... It's a lot to sometimes get used to that style. Yeah. Rebecca, do you have the uh, Marvel Universe subscription? Yes. Can you read all the old stuff on there? Yes, pretty much. Excellent. I don't have a decent tablet, so I I have not done that yet. Yeah, I uh, posted a new tablet on myself for that. If I ever get a, a good one that I don't let the kids touch because they destroy everything, we have a little seven-inch Amazon one, and they've it barely yeah. works within weeks of getting it. And uh, I'm gonna get the subscription because I think once a year they even drop the price to fifty dollars for an entire. Yeah, I got it at Thanksgiving because they drop it by ten. They dropped it by ten dollars. But usually, when one of their big films comes out, like so, when Strange comes out. They usually have like fifteen percent off. They've got loads of offers throughout the year, and as long as you like get it when they've got one of those on, pretty good. So, um, what what did you two think of uh, that issue? I'm excited. Oh, I loved it. Yeah. Yep. I was so happy that it, they. I really thought they'd do the whole shtick of like, oh, civil war. They'll both have to be on different sides. Blah blah. Um. And, and I was just, like, so happy. They were like, no, we're going to sit it out. And then they had a really lovely right to be involved with the whole predictive justice stuff. Like, well, no, we will protect these guys because that's what they do. Yeah, they're, they're acting like superheroes. They're not acting like... Yeah. Now, my children. question to you guys is, do you think this was done because of the upcoming Netflix shows? Nothing could really be done major with these characters. Um... Uh... So they need to be safe, is what I'm saying. I don't, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say that, like, changing sides in a Civil War event, I mean, they'll, they'll kiss and make up by the end of the event. I don't really think that's a game changer. Um, I'd be, if I was Marvel, I'd be worried about, uh, what Mr. Andrews has in store for Danny. Uh, cause he writes some crazy stuff, so who knows what's gonna happen there. Yeah. And also, his run's coming right off, right as, um, Luke Cage is, is um, out. I think I was talking like, about, yeah. So that if, if 
if Danny is even hinted at, but everyone knows that's the one coming next. So, like, you have a new Iron Fist series run starting just then. And there's going to be a lot of people trying it out. Probably. Yeah. And as we were saying earlier, uh, because of Netflix, we know Iron Fist is safe. Because if we didn't have a Iron Fist Netflix show, I wouldn't put it past Mr. Andrews to, like, just kill Danny or something. Because um, he's crazy. I think he really <laughs> likes Danny. Yeah, but I think he, he does. likes Danny. He does. I think he, there's a lot more he wants to explore about Danny, and I think... I think the mental thing's a great place to start. But there's also a definite reason, like I was saying to you earlier, that the kid's six. Like, you know, she's not really... You know, like, she's even with the sort of 15-year-old replacement, she's six. That's true. So she's got a while. Um, and I think from, like, what he said in interviews about Danny and, like, abandonment issues and fatherhood issues and, and things like that, I think... There's gonna then there's hopefully there's a, a real sort of some interesting stories there. Yeah, there was some like retroactive retcons in Living Weapon. None that were major. Yeah. Oh, or I guess I don't know if you call them major, but they they add new perspective onto the origin, and it really I think shows. That's what he was trying to do, yeah. But he never changed Danny's character. Like I felt like I was reading the same Danny that I was reading in Marvel Premiere 15 and 16. Mm-hmm. Um, albeit like a different tone in a different time, but like yeah, he definitely understands the character. Um, he understands the serious side of the character, which is something I've always appreciated. Because my only complaint about Immortal Weapon is Danny's um, a bit of a goof in that. Like considering that he's the lead, if you know what I mean. He's a bit up and down in it sometimes. Like there's bits where he's great, and there's bits where he's just a bit there, eh, you know. Yeah. Let's do this then. But, um, yeah, I really like that issue as well. Um, I was still a bit skeptical after the last issue, not because there was anything wrong with it, but just because, you know, what it feels like three, but this is two issues in a row where it's been really good. I, after this issue, I thought this issue was really good. Um, it had good serious stuff as well. Uh, the police stuff, the police brutality stuff was very on the nose, but there's nothing wrong with that because, I mean, Superman most well-known superhero in the world, he started off being just a, <laughs> a pulp strip to vent frustration against, like, corruption and stuff, so there's nothing wrong with really putting real-world stuff in comics as long as it's not, uh, I don't know, trivial, stupid, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, as long as there's a story that, that fits. Yeah, that yeah, that, that's what I was, yeah, no, saying, yeah. I'm not good with words no, everyone enjoyed the issue. So your biggest issue is Surfer Danny and Misty Knight references. Um, yeah, but to be honest, like I didn't even notice the Surfer Danny thing until you pointed it out. <laughs> well, because he's not really, yeah, he dresses like a surfer, but he's not really acting like one. Like not in the context of that show, anyway. Um, he's still a pretty fast track from that, and like this Danny compared to the Danny we've had for four issues, oof. Much better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't really have any complaints. I don't have any complaints about this issue, really. Um, after the spawn, I really enjoyed it. Just like last issue, I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. I, um, so, as I said last week, if you did not like the series in the first versions and you dropped it, I strongly recommend starting from issue five or six and... St- See how that goes because you can pick these up. 
and you can pick these up without reading the first four. The first four on. Yeah. Um, these can be picked up because it establishes everything fine. So, yeah, I definitely recommend you give it another chance. Yes, you don't need all twelve covers of number one like I have. No, you don't. Yeah, see, I thought I was crazy because I got like two of the variants, and you just got all twelve. <laughs> I just, I only get the Scotty Young ones. I got the uh, hip hop variant and the uh, classic Simmons variant, actually. Although for the the Deadpool crossover, I got the uh, Iron Fist and Power Man. Yes, we're gonna have to do a show on that one also. Yeah. So well, we, have, we have to do the other two issue run first, though, before we do that one. Yeah. So have you guys got anything else to add? Uh, no, I will. Um, I'll dig out some of the stuff Misty says in this choosing sides and put it on Facebook. Yeah, sure. I'd much appreciate it. So, it is quite fun. Yeah. Thanks to Rebecca for joining us tonight. Yeah, Thank you. um, you're welcome to come along whenever you want. Uh, if you're awake the same time as us, it's all going to depend on timing and if I'm awake. Yeah. yeah, we have like crazy time zones. So, um, Rebecca might be popping up now and then. We'll, we'll just play it by ear, I guess. When the when the stars align, then all three of us will record this. <laughs> but uh, so next week we will we be covering another member from China. Yeah, we just need we need to start branching out to different planets now. <laughs> 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 need to find out how many how many more different English accents you can get. Oh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> next week we'll be covering Iron Fist Eleven. Is it eleven or it's eleven? Yeah, I'm it's eleven. Sure. Oh, cool. Um, which is a good issue, and the follow up to that is another good issue. In fact, they're both pretty close together, because nothing much happens in 11, so I was thinking maybe we could do like a 2 on 1. Maybe. We'll see how we go. Um, yep, so until next time, may your fiddle-faddle be onto like a thing of... Crunching much. Yes. <laughs> that works. Peace. Peace. Bye. Iron Fist and all other characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney, and any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want really, even if it's not about Iron Fist, um, and if you don't want it read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook. The Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon. Our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast. Our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash Sons of the Dragon with hyphens where the spaces are. Our YouTube, Connor Carl. Just search Iron Fist Podcast on YouTube and you'll find us real quick. And then there's our WordPress, Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast.wordpress.com. We are also on iTunes. Feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars. Well, just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that. And last but not least, we are on Podcast Garden in the literature section. And thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. And thanks. <laughs>